Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 37, The Power of Optimism. It's June 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and clearly podcaster. I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. My disclaimer is that this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. The Power of Optimism During trying and difficult times, optimism offers you great power and substantial benefits. If you're one of the people listening to this podcast that kind of leans toward or tends towards negative thinking, then this podcast could be a little confronting for you or could be deeply confronting for you. And I'm asking you if you're one of those people that kind of tends towards pessimism or negative thinking to just kind of hang in there, have a little open mind and see where you end up. So you can, if you can move yourself to be an optimistic person or use optimism in your daily life, you're going to lower your chance of getting heart disease by 35%. How about that? If you move towards optimism or you're an optimistic person, according to the research, you're also going to lower your chance of an early death by 14%. By the way, those statistics come from a review of 15 studies with 200,000 participants. Other research shows that 91% of people have maladaptive responses to stress, which are exacerbated, uh, which exacerbate the circumstances they're in and decrease their well-being. Optimism is something that can help you with that without question. If you happen to still be working, you might be interested to know that being optimistic means you are 40%, yes, 40% more likely to get promoted, that's from the Harvard Business Review, and you are six times more likely to be engaged at work and five times less likely to experience burnout than your counterparts. Very great research-based statistics if you're still working. Optimism is one of the things that is free, 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 and will help you be happier and healthier and more successful. It is research-based and proven. What more could you want? So what am I going to cover in this podcast today? Well, I'm going to give you a couple very uh, basic definitions. I'm going to touch on uh, the whole concept of a realist. I'm going to give you a mini contrast between optimism and pessimism. I'm going to give you some benefits of optimism, reason why people are pessimists, cover the self-fulfilling prophecy, why it matters, how it applies, some general thoughts and observations on optimism, and again, give you some steps to get on the road to being optimistic. 
takeaways, and then a call to action. So that's what I'm covering today. If you happen to be new to my content, you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my current giveaway, which is titled, Look, Look, I Want a Book. <laughs> I know. You can register to the, in the giveaway and win a copy of my book, which is going on through July, but will probably go on longer because I absolutely love doing giveaways. It's my second giveaway, and I love them. Now, on a more serious note, my disclaimer. This podcast uh, is not intended to be medical or therapy-based in any way because I am not a medical health professional or a therapist. You should always get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed medical professional. If you happen to be suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you personally to talk about it, to tell someone, to talk about how you're feeling and to get help because there is help available and people do care. Post it on social media. Trust me, people will help you. I, I went and met basically a basic almost stranger in the like 1 a.m. at the local IHOP because he put out a call for help and no one he knew well responded so I did and went and met him like people will show up for you so that's that definitions so let's just get all get on the same page for uh, three key terms. One is optimist. So according to the dictionary definition, an optimist is a person who tends to be hopeful and confident about the future or the success of something. And in the ph philosophy genre or the philosophy angle, the definition is a person who believes that this world is the best of all possible worlds or that good must ultimately prevail over evil. Now, we're going to turn to the <clears throat> contrasting pessimist. According to the dictionary definition, a pessimist is a person who tends to see the worst aspects of things or believe that the worst will happen. And from a philosophical standpoint, a pessimist is a person who believes that this world is as bad as it could be or that evil will ultimately prevail over good. So there's that. Now there's this other term that often comes up when we're talking about optimism or pessimism, and that term is realist. So I want to give you that definition and then I'll touch upon it. According to the dictionary, a realist is a person who accepts a situation as it is and is prepared to deal with it accordingly. That's that. So my next question is, is there such a thing as a realist? Well, like any topic, you can surf the internet and find yes, there is, no, there isn't, and all kinds of points of view. I'm just going to give you my personal thoughts on this as someone who has decades of experience in not only optimism, but in coaching people who are not optimists. I assert that there is not such a thing as a realist. 
Now, I assert that realists are basically pessimists in disguise. They are pessimists who don't want to admit they are pessimists. And I'm not trying to be controversial here. I'm giving you my thoughts. Now, I say this because as a lifelong optimist, I look at life as it really is. I'm not engaging in magical thinking. I'm, I mean, I'm someone who looks at a situation as it is and is prepared to deal with it accordingly, which is the definition of a realist. Hmm. So you're welcome to form your own opinion. I'm just giving you my view based on decades of observation and coaching people who don't share the optimistic view and helping them move over to towards being an optimistic person. I mean, I will say in all these years of, of coaching people, it's almost rare to hear someone actually admit that they're a pessimist. I mean, I, it's happened on occasion, but it's very rare. Most often, people who are pessimists and tend towards what we said, you know, the negative thinking, will refer to themselves as realists. So take that for what it's worth. That's my thoughts. And you don't have to agree, but I don't believe there's such a thing as realists. Now, there are people who engage in magical thinking. That's different. But it is what it is. So I want to give you a little bit of a feel or flavor for the contrast between optimism and pessimism before I get into the like excitingly, ravingly mad benefits of being uh, someone who uses the power of optimism. So if let's say something bad happens, like just something bad in general. So the pessimist either says or thinks things like this. See, I knew something bad would happen. Or, oh, it figures, just my luck. Or, it's only going to get worse. Or, that's just what I expected would happen. In contrast, the optimist either thinks or says things like this. Well, it's not the worst thing in the world. Or, there is a bright side to this, which is blank, fill in the blank, or it could have happened to anyone, it's not personal to me, or better days are ahead, or even, hmm, what if anything could I learn from this experience? So you can see they're kind of on the polar opposite sides of the scale. So that gives you kind of the flavor to kind of marry up with the definitions. Now, the next thing I'm so excited about is the benefits of being an optimist or having optimistic views or having optimism present in your life, which is very interesting to me, having done uh, so many podcasts on happiness, because the list of benefits of being optimistic or having optimism in your life, you know, there's a, there's a nice... Um, synergy. It's not exactly the same as happiness, but boy, some of them are exactly the same. So number one, and I'm, I'm just going to, I've got 34 here. I'm not going to say each number. I'm just going to go through the list. And these benefits, by the way, are from the research, in case you're wondering. So according to the Harvard School of Public Health, people who are optimistic have fewer heart problems. They live longer, it boosts your immune system, which therefore improves your health and makes you less susceptible to infections. It helps you form better relationships. Life is more enjoyable. You can deal with change better. 
It helps you get more job offers and promotions at work. It makes for better athletes. It's a very strong coping mechanism. It supports and is reinforced by the self-fulfilling prophecy. It provides hope. It feels better than negative thinking or pessimism. It builds both physical and mental resilience. It will help you make friends. It is a significantly more attractive attribute or quality than being a pessimist. It works to reduce stress or perceived stress. It improves health, uh, excuse me, it improves problem solving uh, because with optimism you can see alternatives and options. It reduces depression. It reduces anxiety. It helps you recover more quickly from adversity. It will help you derive meaning from a bad experience. It helps to build and expand emotional intelligence. According to the Harvard Business Review article, you are more likely to make smart money moves and reap financial benefits if you're an optimist. It increases your happiness and ability to be happy. It boosts self-esteem. It builds character. It makes you a better leader and or enhances leadership abilities. At work, if you're still working or if you're a manager at work, optimism will help you lower turnover, increase customer service, and increase profits. Uh, separate from work, it increases creativity, it increases productivity, it will boost teamwork and team spirit. You are less likely to second-guess yourself. It boosts confidence. And according to some research from Stanford University, ta-da, the last one is, you will have a better love life. So there you have it. 34 significant benefits. Well, I don't know about you, but that's significant. It's just like amazing from changing your mindset. So for a brief nanosecond, I want to touch on the reasons why people are pessimists. Because sometimes people who are pessimists, they kind of feel bad about it or they kind of feel guilty or they have, you know, of course they're negative thinking to begin with. So they're always going to go to the negative slant on life. So some of the reasons from the research why people end up being pessimists, number one, they are raised by a pessimist. So a child growing up who has a pessimistic father or mother or whoever they're being raised for, you know, that's that's kind of what they've seen role model. Another reason, according to the research, is that if someone goes through a bad breakup or a relationship breakup, that can leave them ending up towards on the pessimistic scale or being a pessimist. Loss of a job, injury, illness, trauma, and no role model or exposure to optimism. So those are some of the reasons, and you can kind of see logically where, you know, if something bad happened and, you know, it was kind of your normal bend anyway, you might end up there. The next thing I want to bring to the table, which is something I have talked about in many of my podcasts, because it's so important, is uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy and why it matters. 
So going back to at least 1832, yes, 1832, 1832, the self-fulfilling prophecy is well known and studied in the field of psychology. So what is it? I'm going to assume you haven't heard all my other podcasts or watched my videos or heard me talk about this. According to the dictionary, the definition of a self-fulfilling prophecy is a prediction that causes itself to be true due to the behavior, including the act of predicting it, of the believer. Self-fulfilling here means brought about as a result of being foretold or talked about while prophecy refers to the prediction. So what exactly does that mean? What it means is that when you predict a wonderful future for yourself, for example, your actions, although maybe not consciously, line up to make the prediction become true. So in a nutshell, when you predict good things or great things are going to happen to you and in your life, then your behavior changes to make that actually happen. It's, it's just so fascinating. So there's, there's just tons and tons of research. I mean, this has been decades and decades of research on this concept. So why would you want to be a negative thinker or a pessimist knowing what we know about the self-fulfilling prophecy? Because you would never want to shoot yourself in the foot like that if you knew about it, would you? No, you wouldn't. You would not be saying all those bad negative things about your future and about yourself. You would want to take advantage of saying, like, I'm amazing and great things are going to happen. And, and it, I could go much, 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 much deeper into the psychology aspect of this and your unconscious and your subconscious mind, but this podcast is not about that. So let's just leave it with the fact that whether you like it or not, the self-fulfilling prophecy and its corollary, which they kind of don't talk about so much anymore, but the self-defeating prophecy, those two things exist. Whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not, they exist. So in life, life is so hard, you want to take advantage of anything you can that's free and easy to make your life better. So it's free and easy to take advantage of the self-fulfilling prophecy and predict great things or good things are going to happen because whether you like it or not, your behavior is going to ultimately line up for that. So it's just another reason why optimism is so powerful. Now, before I get into some suggestions about how you could become more optimistic or begin to start harnessing the power of optimism, I want to give you just a couple quick general thoughts and observations about optimism because this is fascinating to me and I have a lifelong history of observing it, using it, talking to people about it. So, um, you know, this is my area of expertise. Uh, expertise um, and it's just something that I just have happened to find like extremely amazing so this idea this this power the power of optimism optimism falls under a broad category that is called empowering attitudes or beliefs and many people don't really know because they haven't really been engaging in growth and development. So they don't really, they aren't awake and aware to, well, what are my actual operating principles at my, what are my beliefs and attitudes? 
Because unless you begin to engage in self-examination, it's not something we talk about. We don't walk around saying, hey, what are your empowering attitudes and beliefs? Hey, what are your disempowering attitudes and beliefs? We don't talk about that stuff. Of course, we should, and I would love it. That would be like, make me so happy. So the idea and concept of optimism falls under empowering attitudes or beliefs. And you're either going to have empowering attitudes and beliefs, disempowering attitudes or beliefs, or somewhat neutral. So it's very helpful in life to have empowering attitudes and beliefs because they will empower you. So, you know, the thing that I know about people and coaching people and change is that it's an act of courage and bravery and strength to be able to look at yourself, look inward and engage in self-examination. Now, unless you're really, really horrible, bad person, which most people are not, they're just not, uh, you're not going to find out anything horrible. You might find out some surprises, things might start to make sense, but it is an act of courage and bravery and strength to embark on what's called growth and development. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, which clearly you are, you are actually engaging in growth and development, which is magical. It's the access to love. It's the access to power. It's the access to being highly functional in life. This is an act of courage and bravery and strength for you that you're just listening to this podcast. And what I know about people is that anyone can change. Anyone who's willing to change, anyone who's open to change can change their life. It's, it's, it's a fact. It's been done for since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time, philosophers and writers and all kinds of people have been writing about human behavior and how to change and optimize. I mean, like everything that's been known to man and what people have been doing from the beginning of time is embarking on growth and development and changing their life for the better. So there's no question that if you had an open mind and the willingness to take the actions that are necessary, you could move from being a pessimist to an optimist. You could. Or you could, you know, hold on for dear life to the way you've lived life. It's really a choice. So my point here is that optimism is an extremely valuable tool and you can move from negative thinking or pessimism to optimism if you're willing. So that's, that's my, those are some of my general thoughts and observations about uh, optimism and that's that, that's that. All right. Now the next last piece here before we get into takeaways and call to my call to action is to cover with you the steps to becoming more optimistic or using optimism. So the first step for anything you're going to you're going to embark on or do is to own and admit where you stand. If you can't own and admit that you're a pessimist or you're ne- you're a negative thinker, how how well is that going to go for you? You know, it's the beginning of solving any problem is the admission of where you are. So what are your attitudes and beliefs about life? You know, kind of take a moment, pause, and own and admit where you are. The next step, and this is kind of a general general formula, 
for making a change is which is to make a commitment make a conscious decision and a commitment you gotta like be all in so when you make a firm resolution or a commitment then you'll start to make changes and take the actions that are necessary to get where you want to be. I mean, that's whether you want to lose weight, become an athlete, you know, like it doesn't matter what you want to do. You've got to kind of assess where you are and then make a commitment. You really have to be all in. The next point is that I ask you to recognize that this means change. And change is A, not easy, and B, change is a process. No, change is not easy. However, you can, you can make any changes fun. If you, if you listen to my material, I have a, I have a post about uh, using a reward system and how to be motivated. You can make it fun, and I highly recommend making anything you do fun. Why not? So you're going to have to recognize that this involves some change and it's a process so it's not going to happen overnight you're not going to wake up and say okay tomorrow I'm going to use the power of optimism tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be an optimist if you spent your life being a pessimist or a negative thinker that's not very likely that's kind of magical thinking the next thing I have as a suggestion is that you set yourself up for success when I say set yourself up for success, I mean get a partner, get a buddy, get a friend, get a family member, get a neighbor, get someone. I don't care if it's like someone you haven't ever physically met that you're friends with on social media. What we know from the research is you will be phenomenally more successful if you have a buddy or a partner. It's a fact. And here's the other fact. Life is better with friends or a partner. So you want to buddy up on this and it's fine to get a buddy who's an optimist, who uses the power of optimism because guess what? They would probably love to help you. They would probably love it more than you know and it would be a gift to them. So set yourself up for success by not trying to do this alone. Like just... Life is more fun with people, so put some people in your party. Next, I highly, highly, highly suggest and recommend that you make some signs. I mean like handwritten, printed out on a computer, make two or three. What are the signs going to say? Well, whatever you need them to say. You're going to be the one to decide what the signs should say. Maybe they're going to say, hey, you can do it. Or maybe they're going to say, hey, I can do it. Or maybe they're going to say, I got this. Or you got this. Or maybe they're going to say, life is better when I'm happy and I choose to be happy. I mean, like, I have no idea what your signs could say or should say or would be, you know, best to say. But what I know is that if you have something that you see I mean I, I when I've done this in the past and oh yes I've done this over and over and over again I don't I don't recommend anything that I haven't done people I recommend things that not only are research-based and proven but things that I've done because I know the work and things that I have the people I've coached have done I'm not recommending stuff like that I just read on the internet so 
I would put signs in the bathroom, in my bedroom, in the kitchen, in the car, wherever, wherever I'm going to be, to remind you. They are like your reminders because it's easy to forget what you're up to. I mean, this is like, it's a big one. When I coach people, they have, you know, signs around, lists around, like have some things so they will not forget what they're up to. And it really does work. Although most people are a little like, what, really? You want me to do that? And then they do it and they're like, oh, that really works. Oh, yeah, that, that was like great. I had to move my son, you know. So it works. Make some signs to remind yourself what you're up to. And make them like fun. You can make them pretty. They don't have to be pretty. Just make some signs. The next recommendation I have for you is to create an affirmation or two. Now, many people don't know what affirmations are, so I'm going to give you a brief explanation here. And before I do, I want to tell you that, that affirmations take advantage of what's called neuroplasticity of the brain, which is a very scientific thing. Oh, there's fascinating research on it. Oh, the research is just amazing. I could just... I should probably I could probably do a whole podcast on neuroplasticity of the brain. It's so fascinating and amazing. But I don't think most people would be that interested in it. So what neuroplasticity of the brain means is that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Neuroplasticity of the brain means you can rewire your brain. It means you can change. And it also means if you're going to do affirmations that you can change what's in your subconscious or unconscious mind without unpacking it to use the therapy term you know you don't have to unpack everything you can just kind of affirmations are kind of the shortcut or the easy way in to change your wiring in my opinion so affirmations to give you what they are are, it's the scientific concept to, to take advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain and change your neuronal pathways. So they're simple statements. They can be, you know, a couple sentences. They can be one statement. But they're statements that call to you and speak to your heart and support whatever you're committed to, whatever commitment you've made. So, for example, if you were someone who was kind of maybe a pessimist or negative thinker, and you wanted to start harnessing the power of optimism, here's an example of what one possibility. It's just a possibility. So you could make on your sign or, or type up on your computer, the glass is not half empty or half full. The glass is refillable. Because guess what? The glass is refillable. The glass has always been refillable. So, you know, you're going to find, you know, having coached people who've done affirmations, they're just fascinating and amazing, but you, and you can look up on the web, there's just pages and pages and posts and all kinds of stuff about affirmations. But my strong recommendation would be to create an affirmation or two, put them in print, put them around, and then you read them every day, multiple times a day. This is how you quickly or more quickly rewire your brain without going to therapy or doing cognitive behavioral therapy or out doing all kinds of things to create new pathways. The next thing on my suggestion is to grow your self-compassion. I'd say the highest percentage of people in the world are very hard on themselves. It's like kind of the natural way 
we are as human beings. It's just people are hard on themselves. And developing self-compassion is really amazing. First of all, it feels fantastic to be kind to yourself. So the definition of, of self-compassion really is being kind to yourself. And I'm asking that you be kind to yourself. If you're taking on becoming more optimistic and using the power of optimism, what would be magical and perfect would be for you to grow your self-compassion and be kind to yourself. They do have a podcast on, well, it's a combo podcast on self-care and self-compassion. It's so amazing. It's so freeing. It feels so good. Um, I would just ask, if you're going on this journey and you're really committed to start, you want those benefits for optimism? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That you be kind to yourself. So the next recommendation I have is becoming is to wake up. And, and I mean become awake and aware. What's amazing is we as human beings, unless you've kind of really been on a, a journey of, of introspection and personal growth and development, we are not really highly awake and aware to the thoughts we have in our head and the things that we say out loud. We're just not, we're kind of like numb to it. So part of what's going to be very powerful for you if you want to start harnessing optimism is to really start to become awake and aware and conscious of what you're saying out loud to other people and what you're thinking. So that's, that's a whole new idea for people. At least when I start coaching people, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I never really paid attention to what I'm thinking or never really thought about what I'm saying. And you can ask people to, you know, support you and call you out when you're saying negative things about yourself or when you're saying negative things about the future or what have you. And the thing that's really powerful, if you're willing to do this particular aspect, is that this puts you on the path of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is like the bomb. It's I've done uh, my second podcast. It's called Emotions as a Superpower. Because if you know how to harness your emotions, they literally are a superpower. Like move over Batman, Spider-Man, and every other superhero. If you know how to identify, manage, and process, and deal with your emotions, it is a superpower by none. And very few people actually have high emotional intelligence. So becoming awake and aware, which I'm asking you and suggesting that you do, if you're going to harness the power of optimism, puts you on the path for growing your emotional intelligence, which is so, so important. The next thing that I have is that uh, that you not give up. It's really easy to start a commitment. Start you make a commitment. You want to lose weight. You're gonna, you know, clean up your office or your car. Or what you know, like you make a commitment, and maybe you're good for a day or two or a week or whatever, and then you know things kind of wane and they fall off. You know, it, it, that's kind of like the normal drift of life. 
So I'm asking that you don't quit. So of course, if you go back to one of my earlier recommendations and you have a buddy, you're less likely to quit because you have somebody that's in your camp, somebody that's cheering you on, somebody that wants you to be successful, somebody that has faith in you and knows you can do it because you can. You know, so when you're trying to change something in your life, it can be hard. It can be difficult. But whatever you do, don't give up. And especially in this case, the benefits are so substantial. You want to be happier. Yes, you do. Okay, except for a few people who are like martyrs or, you know, real diehard victims. Most people want to be happier. And most people want to be healthier. And most people want to have a better life. They're just not sure how to go about it. And so if you want to be happier and you want to be healthier and you want to have a better life, you want to take advantage of the power of optimism. So I'm going to cover a couple takeaways before I give you my call to action. So takeaway number one is optimism is a very powerful tool for having a great life. Number two, optimism is free. It's free. And it gives you serious and substantial and life-changing benefits. And number three, you can change your outlook. You can and become more optimistic and use the power of optimism if you are open and willing and take the actions. So my call to action is it's time to get into action and start working towards harnessing the power of optimism in your life. It's time to realize you can change and you can use the power of optimism. And my last call to action is it's time to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family to help other adults and young people get the same advantages. Okay, that's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 37, The Power of Optimism. I hope that you're going to take the actions outlined and get on the road to reaping the benefits of the power of optimism. If you happen to enjoy this podcast, please subscribe so you get my new ones automatically and share this with people that you care about. You can connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy to enter my giveaway, whichever one's going on now and who knows what. I love you. I appreciate you. Hang in there. Take care for now.